welcome to the Enhanced Living Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Kruger. I believe that we all have within us the power to be everything that we are meant to be and so much more. This show is a weekly dose of practical and spiritual principles, strategies, tips, and ideas to help you grow into the best version of yourself. Here's to becoming exactly who you were meant to become. I've been called a human Swiss army knife because I'm a TV host, inspirational speaker and coach, live event MC and DJ, certified yoga and Ayurveda teacher, functional fitness enthusiast, author, husband, and dad with a voracious appetite for knowledge. And I'll be sharing real talks with successful people from all walks of life, spiritual teachers and masters and experts in many different fields. I'll also share my own perspective that I've gained from over 20 years of diligent meditation and spiritual work so we can all experience enhanced living. Are you ready to evolve? Let's do this. All right. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us again today. There's a lot of times where most of us, me included, find ourselves in a place of stress and worry and anxiety. And at Enhanced Living, one of the things that I like to definitely conquer and tackle is the ability to deal with stress. Time management is a huge part of it. And joining me today is someone who does just that. He coaches people in time management and stress management and stress reduction. He's joining me right now. He's outdoors in the beautiful foresty woods of New Jersey. Please welcome to the show, Ryan Dunphy. Ryan, thanks so much for being here. Wonderful, Adam. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate being a guest here and being able to serve your community. Oh, absolutely. So let's let's talk real quick, because I know that you have sort of an unconventional sort of situation where your office is essentially wherever you drive to and set up shop outside. So talk to me a little bit about what brought you to that point, to wanting to actually have an office outdoors, and what that does for you as far as, I mean, I know what that does for you as far as stress reduction and, and feeling good about it goes, but I, I want to hear you kind of in your own words about how you came to that point and what that does for you, the benefits for you. Yeah, sure. So it's a, it's amazing how many incredible tools and gifts we have in the year 2020 that I can be speaking to you. You know, we're number one, we're across the country. I'm in New Jersey, you're out in California. I have something called a jetpack, not like Boba Fett, but a jetpack sold by Verizon Wireless that creates a Wi-Fi hotspot anywhere. For the longest time, I would be you know, stuck going to Starbucks to work or tethering it to my phone and it would end up killing my phone battery and going through a bunch of extra data. So for $30, I bought a jetpack from Amazon. And then for $17 a month, I can have Wi-Fi anywhere as much as I need. And between that, I'll give you a tour of the office. Between that, a folding chair, a folding table, a vehicle and a little tailgate action for lunch and or the laptop, you can literally work from anywhere. And I always kind of heard about it. You know, you see it on Instagram here and there, the person working out of a hammock with the beach and their, their toes in the sand. And I always wondered like, Oh, you know, what does that person do? Are they just, you know, on vacation and they're saying they're doing work because they checked their email once. I'm like, no, you actually can create a mobile office for yourself. So at the end of 2019, I had a co-working space from September of 2019 through early March of 2020. And then something happened in the world, which interrupted the co-working space. So that facility was shut down and then they ended up going out of business. 
And my whole thing was I needed a place to work that was quiet. I had internet connection. I had a way to heat up my food or keep my food cold. And getting out of the house helped me so much with my focus. Because, you know, like you, I have a little one at home and he loves to play with Legos. I love to play with Legos. And there's just something powerful in a mindset shift of getting out of the house. It's like going to the gym. When you get there, you're good. You're in that mindset. So for me, that's really powerful to change up my environment of where I work from. Really helps me with my focus as well as inspiration because sometimes I can work near a coffee shop. I can work near civilization or days like this. I'm at, you know, one of my clients has a 60 acre farm in a rural part of New Jersey. So I'm literally out in the forest right now speaking with you. And it's a beautiful gift and being able to work from wherever opens up a lot of opportunities. That's so, amazing. Yeah, it's, That's it's really, so cool. So I want to, because there's, there's a few things I want to unpack there. And Boba Fett is definitely one of them. Sure. Uh, but, and so is Lego. But from a perspective of just being able to choose where you want to work. I mean, that's definitely something that is not for everyone. That's that's an entrepreneur state of mind right there. That's someone who's in business for themselves. That's not everybody, right? So obviously you are an entrepreneur. You are someone who coaches and helps people with stress management or stress reduction and time management. So talk to me real quick about how you got into that line of work, really, because sure. you know that's something that to be able to master stress reduction, right? And time management, that's a huge thing. And I know a lot of people, I know, I know a lot of my listeners would love to know, A, what's your top three things for stress management and time reduction, just off the top of your head? Sure. And, and as well, how did you get into that line of work? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll lead with it's an ongoing practice and no one is perfect. It's just like nutrition and stretching. We're never really done. We're kind of always working on it. So I don't pretend to be, you know, 400 steps ahead of anybody else. Everybody's on their own journey, but it's important to figure out what works for you. And that is just a general rule of thumb that I see for people all across the board. But to give you the, the origin story, I'll go back, you know, we'll try a 30,000 foot view, you know, look at the landscape, but I grew up in New Jersey in a very rural spot, so I did a lot of hiking, camping, fishing, stuff like that. I grew up on dirt bikes and four-wheelers, and then when I decided to go to college, I found exercise science. So I said, wow, you know, I've always loved... I'm sorry, there's a small plane going over, but one that's of, okay. One of, the, one, is... <laughs> one of the side effects of being outdoors in nature right. through an interview is, yes. is you know, you're going to hear some sounds out there. So let's take, let's take yeah. it back to growing up in New Jersey. Sure. So I was about to say for anybody listening to this that's not from New Jersey, there's more to New Jersey than an airport <laughs> as an airplane goes overhead. So I'm in a rural part of Hunterdon County right now. And these are little single passenger planes. These guys are out having some fun or, or commuting in and out of the city with. And then there's literally deer a few hundred feet over the laptop right now. So I grew up very active, moving all the time, loved everything, health, exercise, science, loved PE, didn't really want to go into physical education in a school setting, but I knew I wanted to do something with health and wellness. And health promotion was really becoming a big thing back then. So I ended up going to school at Rowan, formerly Glassboro State, for health promotion and fitness management. Graduated, got a job in corporate fitness right off Route 78. So if anybody from New Jersey is listening to this, their blood pressure just went up a few ticks. And I worked in a corporate fitness center for a year. And I realized very quickly that there was no room for advancement for me within that, that role, that any advancement was going to put me in an office, crunching numbers, doing stuff that I did not need my background to do. So I spoke with my manager and said, you know, I want to make more of an impact 
how can I do that? She's like, well, you have to find a job somewhere else. And you know, it was a great experience. And she was wonderful. And you know, it was a great learning experience. And I found a job with a healthcare system in New Jersey. So it was a medically-based wellness center. So we housed physical therapy, cardiac rehab, the Center for Advanced Weight Loss, like people that are losing triple digits worth of body fat as well as triathlon clubs. And we were a fitness center that was open to the community. So we saw the full gambit of everybody. And over the years working there, I did a lot of the fitness assessments and equipment orientations, facility orientations, some training here and there as well. So I wasn't just a manager. I got the hashtag do the stuff, which is always helpful. So you can keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on with the membership. And over the years, I saw so many people coming out of physical therapy and cardiac rehab or the Center for Advanced Weight Loss, like suffering and wasting so much time, so much energy, so much money trying to recover from these things that not all, but many of these things were avoidable that these people were dealing with, you know, whether it was low back pain or a cardiac issue or lifestyle modification that could have avoided them having certain injuries or ailments. And the more people I, I asked about this, I started to dig a little bit. And I said, well, what was the initial thing that really led you here? Like, take me back in your story a little bit. And, you know, what can we learn from your story that we can implement now moving forward? Because often we repeat patterns. And for so many people, I realized that I, it finally one day hit me that there was this theme of too much stress costs us our health, our happiness, our time, and our money. So we need to take control of it. Because the world is a stressful place. For anybody listening to this, we're recording this in 2020. <laughs> September of 2020, just a wee bit of stress going on out there if we choose to dive into that with a ton of attention. But for so many people, it really boils back to a stress comes into our lives and we either manage it, we mismanagement, or we try to ignore it. And what we resist persists. And just, mm -hmm. we have to take care of things. So, so many people that I worked with, a stress would come into their life. And some people would maybe eat a little bit too much, eat the wrong thing. Maybe they would drink or smoke or do some type of risky behavior. The biggest thing that I saw was people would start to get stress come into their lives and they would start to lose sleep and stay up at night thinking about it. And then they wake up in the morning and for anybody listening, I'm doing air quotes right now. They need that 600 calorie coffee in the morning. And then a couple hours later, they start to feel not so hot. So they need another one. And then later in the day, they are so jacked up from all this caffeine that they, again, air quotes, they need a glass of wine or they need sleeping pills. And then their sleep is negatively impacted. They wake up the next day, they hit the snooze alarm instead of packing their lunch. Then lunchtime comes, they rush out to Burger King come home, spend another, or come back to work in the afternoon, spend another 20 minutes in the bathroom, wasting their time, get home at the end of the day, feel hungry because they didn't really get any nutrients, overeat, drink, take sleeping pills, wake up groggy, rinse and repeat. And that slippery slope can really have an effect on people. <laughs> and then they start to say, well, I'm, I'm tired. So they move to food for comfort. They start to put some weight on that weight pulls on their lumbar spine. They start to have low back pain. The answer is movement. Well, I'm heavy and out of shape. The last thing I want to do is move. Less movement, they put more weight on. More pull on their low back, the less they want to move. It's this slippery slope that we need to avoid. Or if we're on that slope, we need to get off of that slope.
because we have, we all know somebody that did not manage their stress and they let their health go and everything else suffered. And if we don't take care of our health, nothing else matters because it doesn't matter how many resources we have, how much money we have, where we live, what we drive without your health, you have none of that. It's very true. Everybody's casket is about the same size. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, these days I don't know about that necessarily, (laughs) but but you're right. No, at the end of the day, it's 100% true. I mean, you know, health is wealth. It's it's really that simple. And as you know, I'm a big proponent of that right. as far as mental health first. For me, stress reduction comes by way of meditation. It comes by way of really having a good plan of attack. And I, I feel like we're very similar in that respect is, is, you know, time management is really what that comes down to. Because right. at the end of the day, we stress over two things, right? the things we can control and the things we can't control. Well, the things we can't control, there's no sense in stressing about it because, hey, hey, we got no control over that anyway. But the things that we can control, if you just take care of it and do it now, then there's no reason to stress anymore because we've handled it. Right. Right. So I want to talk real quick because you had said, and I think this is something that that a lot of people end up in business for themselves. You were like, well, how do I advance and help people and and do more? And they're like, well, you got to go get a different job. And I think that that's kind of what puts people into the position of finding their own work and and starting their own companies is like, look, if I want to do this, I have to do it on my own. So talk to me about that real quick, because you went out on your own. And was was that a scary thing? Was that an exciting thing? What was that like for you? Because for some people, that is absolutely terrifying. But for others, it's, it's invigorating, you wake up with this new zeal for life. And and you're just ready to attack the day. But other people can be become paralyzed with fear over this. So, so talk to me about that real quick. Yeah, so a lot of people we see in in this year, they're they're starting to launch their own businesses, because again, we have the tools, we have the connection, we have access to all these resources. But for anybody listening to this, I'm not in the camp of quit your job, burn all your bridges with no plan, with no clients, with no next step. I'm all about stepping stones. So I started to do things on the side while I was still employed full time somewhere. I wasn't stealing clients from the, the, the center by any means, but I was doing my own stuff on the side. And I think that there's a huge difference in the people that I, I've, I work with now, a lot of these entrepreneurs. And when somebody starts a business out of, I need to do this versus this is something I want to do, you create a very different business. And it's very different for the entrepreneur as well as the participant. And you know, for everybody that knows the abundance versus scarcity, when you create something from a place of happiness and like, this would be really nice for the world to have. And not, I need this to work. I, I, I know this is a good answer, but I need about 10 people to do it at $1,000 a month. And then I can, you know, make it great. Like, but I need this to happen. And when you put that extra stress on things, everybody suffers, especially the entrepreneur. So I would say for anybody that's thinking about starting something of their own, test drive it when your short-term needs are being met. So that way you can create your long-term wants. You have to meet your short-term needs while creating your long-term wants. Because if we try to do it out of scarcity, we're going to rush, we're going to make bad decisions, we're going to cut corners, we're going to be having extra pressure to you know, sell to the, to the wrong people versus creating something that attracts the right people and having a clear system for people to raise their hand and say, hey, I would like to participate with that. Great. And it's lower stress for everybody because when we are putting things out there to the world, 
that attracts the right people versus chasing people. This goes for life and for business. When we're chasing people all the time, it's not good for you. It's probably not good for the other person. Hold on one second. I'm sorry. We're going to have another small plane go over here. We, we can, can do a little chop on the audio. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. That person is up flying. They're, they're moving along their way. So yeah, I, I started things on the side while my short-term needs were being met. I had the full-time income coming in and I started to create what I saw that the world needed, which is a little bit more proactivity, a little bit more prevention because everybody was working with in the wellness center. That was, that was great that, you know, they were willing to continue their progress in physical therapy or they were discharged by their cardiologist to me to continue to make progress. But what about all the people that are not coming into the fitness center that are in another year going to be in that physical therapist's office or on that table getting a bypass surgery? I want to work with those people a little higher up the river. Dr. Michael Arlosky wrote an amazing book called Health Coaching for Lasting Lifestyle Change. And he talked about the people of the waterfall village. So there's this beautiful lake at the base of a waterfall. And one day somebody comes over the falls, crashes onto the rocks. So they swim out, they pull the person back in, they nurse them back to health. A few weeks later, they send them on their way. Well, about a month later, somebody else comes over the falls. So they swim out, pull the person back in. Wow, this has happened twice now. We should leave a canoe for the, if it happens again. A month later, another person comes over the falls. Oh, we have the canoe now. Great. They paddle out there. Well, this has happened three times now. So let's create a schedule. We'll have somebody watching the falls, and we'll have two or three canoes in case there's more than one person that comes over. So they do this for a couple of years, and everything is great, and they start to get really busy. So they're laying out the plans for a hospital you know, with a a station and docks and boats to go back and forth instead of just canoes. So somebody says, how about we go to the top and see why people are falling over this waterfall? And it's all about what can we prevent? How are we reacting to everything? And this could be an hour discussion in itself about how we have sick care instead of health care for the most part in this country. But it's all about the awareness raising and helping people nip things in the bud because it's way easier to avoid a problem than deal with it later. Much easier for me to change the oil in the Jeep than rebuild the engine when I run it out of oil. You have to take care of yourself as you're going through. And throughout this journey, a lot of what I focused on was individual clients initially when it was more health-based. And then when I got into being a guest speaker at companies, they started asking me more and more after the presentation, you touched on time management here and there. Can you, can you go deeper into that? Can you come back for another presentation about that? And when I realized that, again, here's this theme of people are asking for it. There's a need in the world. I did some more research and you know me, I spent some thinking on top of a mountain and I said, well, okay, it all boils back to how we deal with our stress. But what if we peeled that onion back another layer It's how do we manage our time? What do we do in the 16 hours that we're awake every day? Mm -hmm. And that will either cause or be able to respond to those certain stresses. So it's all about how we manage our time. And time is the only finite resource. Everything else is a variable. Your focus is a variable. Your health is a variable. Your money is a variable. What you do, who you spend your time with, you know, all those things are variables, but The reality of it is we have 24 hours in each day. I want you to be asleep for a third of them. So what do you do with that 16 hours? What do you focus on? How do you spend that time? And during the time management presentations to companies, I have $24 bills and I'll count them out. 
And when we talk about, you know, what is, how do we literally spend our time? When you reframe it like you're spending money, it's, oh, geez, you know, I have $24 here. Do I really want to give two of those to Netflix every day? I watch a movie every single night. You know, three of the most dangerous words are one more episode. So, you know, it's all about how do we spend our time? Do we pack a lunchbox the night before with real food and, you know, good quality choices? Or do we stay up late watching Netflix and react the next morning and say, well, geez, now I have nothing for breakfast plan. I got nothing for lunch. I'll, I'll see what happens, which for most people is a very dangerous thing to say because you're less likely to see a tractor trailer going down the highway with an advertisement for water and broccoli than you are for French fries and Coca-Cola at McDonald's. So 100%. there's a lot in our external environment that impacts us. So I'm all about take control of your life, take control of your time, of your health, and be proactive. It, it doesn't take that much to take control of what you can, what you can control but you have to take that intentional step instead of constantly reacting to everything. It's, is my water ready to go for tomorrow? Is my lunchbox packed? Do I have a full tank of gas every Thursday? Do I, do I have some sequences that create predictable outcomes instead of, well, everybody else goes to the store on Saturday morning. So I guess I'm going to do the same too. And then I'm going to wait in line. and I'm going to get stressed out by everybody else in the grocery store versus coming up with a different day of the week, or maybe it's before work you do it one day. You have to figure out what works for you, especially any parents listening to this with kiddos at home. We've done a lot of recalibration this year, working from home, teaching our kids, helping with online learning. We've had to recalibrate a lot. So what's a little bit more for ourselves? So to no, answer it's... one of your initial questions of, <laughs> you know, what are some of the three things? I don't want to cut you off, but did you have a certain question? Well, no, I was just going to say, you know, there's because there's there's a lot to unpack in what you just yeah. said. There was there was a lot there. And, and I, I wanted to just add that because you were talking about sick care versus health care in this country. And, you know, as as you know, I, I I'm an Ayurveda teacher as well as a yoga right. teacher, as well as a lot of other things. But at the end of the day, Ayurveda is about treating the whole system. It is about it's about a it's a holistic approach to making sure that you're you're dealing with the root cause. The reason we have sick care is because we look at it after the problem has already occurred and we're trying to band-aid the solution or use a band-aid for the solution as opposed to going, hey, listen, you know, maybe let's go to the top of that waterfall and figure out why people are falling over. And so that's kind of the approach that I like to look at, which is, hey, look, if I go to the gym five days a week and I eat properly, I know that the odds of me getting ill are much less or much lower than if I am sitting down on the couch nine times out of 10 all day long or when I'm when I'm not working. If I you know go to the store and eat just fast food or junk food, junk food, the biggest issue that I see at, at the moment in the in the US right now, right here, I mean, you, you can go and get a thousand calories of garbage for two dollars. And then if you want the salad at the same at the same place, go to Taco Bell and order a salad. It's going to cost more than the three tacos made out of God knows what meat is in there, to be honest. Essentially dog food. Yeah. It is. Well, and that's and that's my point, is that if we were to just reprioritize what we right. look at as essential and necessary as far as food goes, as far as sleep goes, as far as activity goes, we would have no need for the the healthcare 
behemoth of bills that end up happening in this sure. country. So, so that's kind of, I, I think that, and then you brought up also, of course, stress through time management. I think a lot of the stress, like think about why people are stressed in traffic. It's because they got out of the door late and they're, they're running late. If you were to just leave enough time and properly time your commute, knowing, hey, look, it's going to take me an hour to get to work or whatever it is. If you know that ahead of time and you leave in enough time, there's no stress because you've given yourself enough time. And yes. it's really, that's, that's really what it comes down to is, is it's all about choices, right? You said that, uh, and again, it, it has to do with mindset as well. I wanted to touch on this earlier. You had said, you know, once you get yourself to the gym, you're in the right mindset. Once you get right. yourself out of the house to do the work, you're in the right mindset. So what it really comes down to is putting yourself in the right mindset, to reduce the stress and manage your time. So for me personally, I believe it's about, okay, what can you do to put yourself in the right mindset to manage your time and eliminate your stress? Right. And I want to touch on what you said about even like with driving too. If somebody, anybody's commuting, I want to give a shout out to Katie Jeffcoat real quick. She runs a, a community like yours as well. It's all about how can we be a little bit better? How can we be the best version of ourselves? And her big thing is talking about intentional margins. And it's those, those buffer times that you have to plan for a little bit of chaos. You have to plan for some randomness because most of the time life is a, a, a curvy, bumpy trip, but that's what makes it fun and interesting. So if we plan just a little bit of that margin zone, most of the time you're going to end up with maybe another five or 10 minutes where you could read or go for a walk. But Sometimes you're going to get there just on time. And every once in a blue moon, yeah, you'll be late. But people get it. People understand stuff happens. But if we can get a little bit ahead, it doesn't take much. Just that, that's, that slight edge. So, yes, yeah, mindset is so powerful when it comes to all this. And I think for a lot of people, the first step is awareness. Of You do have a lot of control over your life. A lot of people are very, it's very easy to say, oh, who am I? I'm just one person. You know, I'm just a big cog in this machine or a hamster on the wheel. But again, you likely picked what job you have. You likely picked who you married. You likely picked where you live. So we just have to take responsibility for our choices and determine how we allocate our time. You touched on prioritization, which is a huge thing that I focus on with people. And for everybody listening to this, Priority is a singular word. And for its first over 500 years of existence, it was singular. And then in the 1940s, we started to use priorities. I don't know about you, but I don't have a clone that can work right next to me at the same time and have multiple top priorities. It just, it just doesn't make sense. So for people that need some awareness of like, what is the priority? And then what are the things that are going to support that? When we try to do five things at once, we maybe move an inch forward in each direction, but we don't really make any progress. And a lot of people that I've worked with, that's the awareness that they need to say, wow, that's the difference between being busy and being productive, mm. of having a priority to say, I'm going to walk down this trail or I'm going to climb that mountain. Not I'm going to school for Shakespearean appreciation as well as plumbing. They don't serve each other. So we no, have that to, makes, that makes sense. Yeah. And like in your car, you have to be in either first gear or second gear 
or third or fourth or fifth or reverse, not more than one of those at the same time. It just creates chaos. And we wonder why we get to the end of the day like, oh man, I'm exhausted. I feel like I was so busy all day, but I don't feel like I got anything done. It's like, well, you didn't have a clear priority. What was your outcome that you were looking for for the day or that activity? And then what are the things that, you know, three things that are going to support that, not 15 top priorities. So that's where I start with everybody is the awareness of priority needs to be a singular word. It needs to be like the North Star. There can be other things that will be modified to get you there, but there needs to be one priority and not trying to, for all the Lord of the Rings fans out there, you don't want to feel like butter scraped over too much bread. And when Bilbo said that in one of the films, I was like, oh man, what a great description for how so many of us feel. Butter scraped over too much bread. It's what do you commit to? What is your priority? And what are the things that you get to focus on? What do you have to focus on? What do you get to focus on? And it's so I think, true. Yeah, I think it's we so glor- true. Yeah. Because I, I look at it as as a triage. That's kind of how I how I do it. When I look at my day, when I look at my week, when I look at whatever goals I have, it's okay. What has to get done now? What am I focused on right now? What's most important? Right. Okay, let's deal with that. Forget about the rest. The rest of it doesn't matter because this is what has to be done now. And when right. you do that, when you prioritize, again, talking about priorities, but it's prioritize as in go, okay, what's the most important thing? Get it, <laughs> get it done. Get it done. Right. Because that eliminates stress right there because you're making things happen. And I shouldn't say, I don't like saying make things happen because I allow things to happen, but you're making your choices and you're doing what needs to be done for you to move forward in your day, in your career path, in your goals. I love that you had said earlier about how for anyone looking to strike out on their own, yeah, look, test drive it. Like do do certain things, make sure your your current needs are met. For someone like myself who, and this is something that definitely applies to the entertainment industry, you know, you're in LA, whether you're acting, whether you're dancing, whatever it is that you're doing, we all had this place or have this place where we do other things while we're pursuing or, or, or going towards a goal. And for, for many, I mean, if you even look at, there are so many celebrities out there who, yeah, they, they're still acting, they're still doing what they're doing, but on the side, they're, they're running businesses. Why? Because they're not going to act forever. I mean, yeah, sure. Some people do, but you just never know in this industry, what's going to happen, where things are going to go. So you always have to, that's, that's, I guess, kind of the point is that you just never know, right? So you can't predict the future. You just have to work with what you're dealing with in this present moment. You know, Jessica Alba started The Honest Company. She was a huge actress. She's still, as far as I know, actually, I don't, I don't know if she's even still acting because her company is so big and so successful. We were using Honest products for for a, a long time when our son was was little. You know, we had the diapers shipped to us on, right. on on the monthly basis. It was great. We didn't have to go out to the store. They were eco friendly. Everything was it was really really a phenomenal thing. But when you look at an individual as a person, and I, I, and I'm going to say this to all my listeners right now, we all have something to offer this world, but we don't only have one thing to offer this world, right? So remember to prioritize. Of course, focus on that one thing that you want. And that one thing that you want to do, but just remember, we all have multiple skill sets. You know, nobody, nobody is a one-sided, nobody's like, nobody has just one thing. That's just not a thing. It's just not. Yeah. I've never met anybody that introduced themselves as average or medium or normal. 
not never. And I know quite a few people. And I think that's the fun thing about being an entrepreneur is you get to be that Swiss army knife. You get to be all the departments. If you're a solopreneur, you get to be the Swiss army knife that delegates. If you start to grow a team or get a VA, like there's so many resources out there, but you, you get to choose. And so many people I've, I've heard over the years, you can do anything you want, but you can't do everything that you want. So again, you have to prioritize. Mm-hmm. And it's what is most important. And then what is going to be the best use of my time to push that one thing forward and let everything else fall away? I love Just it. earlier today, I posted on Facebook, stop doing what doesn't work. <laughs> no description, nothing else. And people commenting on it. Oh, I needed to hear that today. Thanks, Ryan. Or, oh, wow. Yeah, so simple, but so true. Just we have to stop doing the things that don't work. And I think all of us in our life, myself included, again, I'm not perfect. I'm on this journey as well. But you try to do something for over and over and over, and it just doesn't take. It's okay. Not everything is going to work. And that's okay. But you have to learn from that and evolve. And just like in life and in business, we have to always be evolving. Coming from a former Blockbuster employee (laughs) many years ago, I can still remember hearing about the early days of Netflix. Well, they're just going to mail a movie to your house. Well, that's silly. People want to drive their gas-guzzling vehicle to Blockbuster, look for what they want. They might have it. They might not. Then they wait in line and spend $6 on gummy bears. Then there's a time constriction to get the thing back or you get charged again. But when you get home, if that disc is scratched, you might even not be able to watch your movie. It's like all these things, but we did it one way for so long that somebody else said, I wonder if there's a smarter way to do this. And I think that's so important for us to do in our lives and our businesses to have intentional time to look. You want to look at your, your life and your business from a microscope, but as well as jumping in a hot air balloon to look at the landscape, to say, what's working? What's not working? What can I do a little bit better? What can I do a little bit differently? How can I best use my time? Because again, that's the only finite resource. Everything else falls in within that. And it's, what is your priority? What helps you? What hurts you? You know, just like in nature, things are either growing or dying. And these can be your ideas, your business, your life, everything. The analogy can go all over the place, but you have to be evolving. And getting out of that mindset of, well, I've always done it this way. So I need to always do it this way because this is my way of doing it. Again, air quotes for anybody listening. Another quick example um, for the car. I grew up in the kind of house where you rotated your own tires and you changed your own oil and you took pride in that. And that was your vehicle and you do it. And, you know, I guess it was kind of like a version of Tim Taylor's tool time uh, where I grew up. But when my son was born, we bought this vehicle brand new and it came with three oil changes and tire rotations with the purchase of a new vehicle. I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. It's free. I'll take advantage of that. So I would pull in there and they would take care of the car and I would work from the, my laptop in the waiting room. And you know, an hour, hour and a half later, Mr. Dunphy, Ryan's fine. Mr. Dunphy, your car is ready. You know, maybe wash it for me and I'd be on my way. So after those three, I was like, well, this was kind of nice. So I just happened to be in the area when I needed that fourth oil change. And I pulled in there to say, well, you know, what is it for an oil change? Okay, it's, you know, $65 or something. 
okay, that's fine. You know, I'm, I'm tight on time. Just, just do it and I'll be on my way. So I'm in there an hour and a half working on the computer. And while I'm in the waiting room, I look over and there's a big sign that says, ask about bulk oil changes and tire rotations. I said, okay, I can follow instructions. What does that sign mean? Well, if you buy three of them at a time and you use it within a year, it's $99. Okay, no math whiz, but so you're saying it's $33 each time I do an oil change and a tire rotation. Yeah, that's what it breaks down to. Okay, so I called advance and it was going to be $45 for me just to get the materials, let alone my time of taking the wheels and tires off, taking the, the oil out, filling it up, changing the filter, getting dirty, doing this, that, and the next thing. And this one has bigger tires than my old one. So the last thing I need is a low back injury with a newborn at home. So, okay, this makes sense. Now I'm saving time and I'm saving money because I was curious enough to say, is there a better way to do this? So now every time I need an oil change and a tire rotation, I get to stay in my expert zone working on the computer for an hour and a half in the waiting room. They're following up or creating content or doing anything I need to do to push my business and my life and my family forward while I have an expert working on the car, finding things that I likely would have missed and essentially gifting me all of that time. So again, just because you've been doing something in one way doesn't mean you always have to do it like that. We have to embrace evolution. And I think we're seeing a lot of that in 2020 where other people are saying what we can and can't do or how we should and shouldn't act. But I think that we need, the takeaway needs to be we do have some control of our life. More than most people realize, you just have to be intentional with that. When the time zones change, our life is changed from an external. Okay, we, we either gained an hour or we lost an hour. We have to react to that. We have to change how we do things. Now, we have to get up an hour earlier or you know, we get an extra hour. We can do that. <laughs> we can get up an hour earlier go to bed an hour earlier and get an hour jump start on the day. For any parents that are listening to this, what is the difference between getting up before your kids or your kids waking up and them getting you up? Changes the trajectory of the entire day. And while we're on the topic of kids, and I'll get off, get off my soapbox so we can continue our discussion, but so many of us, we try to overcomplicate our solutions. And we feel like, oh, I'm stressed or I'm unhealthy or I'm broke or I'm this, that, and the next thing. We have to focus on the basics. Are you getting enough sleep? That is the first one. Are you getting proper hydration? And the current quality of drinking water is the number one contributing factor, factor to life expectancy. So yay, water. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Am I eating real food and enough of it? Not too much, not too little. And am I moving? A lot of people feel like tension when they hear the word exercise and they, a lot of people attribute it to punishment for what they ate, but we have to just move enough. I know plenty of people that work in the construction trades that are super active all day long, have never set foot in a fitness center and are healthy as a horse. We just need to move enough. And that's all that exercise is, is planned movement. It's a very new word in the grand scheme of it. So we need to move. We need to rest. We need to drink and we need to eat. Well, it's very simple. We're just big versions of kids. You know, for anybody that has kids or has interacted with kids, how are the kids when they're tired? How are the kids when they're hungry? (laughs) How are the kids when they haven't moved enough? We are just tall versions of that. We need to meet those needs. Then we can go to the more complicated solutions. 
No, that's, I mean, you're, you're hitting the nail right on the head right there. It, it is, it is 100% true. A lot of people do, and I've, I've heard this, they'll go out and work out like crazy and then go, great, now I get to eat a whole pizza. No, that's not the point of working out. It's not work out so that you can eat the whole pizza. It's work out so that you can feel good, be strong, and then continue to feed your engine. I always liken it to so many people take better care of their vehicles than they do their body. When your body is your vehicle, we're souls running around in these meat sacks, right? And so at at the end of the day, if you don't take care of your body by going to the doctor for a checkup to make sure that your blood work is good, to make sure that everything is where it needs to be, if you don't eat the right food, that's like putting chocolate pudding in your gas tank. Nobody would do that. Nobody would do that. You don't put chocolate pudding in your gas tank because your car will break down. It's the same sort of thing. For us, it's a little different because you can put some chocolate pudding in your gas tank if you want to as far as your your body goes. But again, a little bit goes a long way. So a lot of people will abuse that. And that's that's just not the right way to go with life, you know? And I I love that you said that we're just basically bigger children because we are. At the end of the day, we do need the same things. We need rest. We need sleep. That's the same thing. We need exercise. We need sleep. We need proper food and proper hydration. 100%. We all need that. Now, we all think we know better. A lot of people think we know better and we're going to just do it's okay. It's all right. Fine. I can drink this bottle of vodka right now. It's not going to be a big deal, but it is going to be a big deal. And I think that at the end of the day, having that intentionality and moving forward in your own power is always the right move. Right. So, Again, I, I thank you for being here today, Ryan. It's it's been it's been really really wonderful. I want to talk before we wrap things up because I, I said I was going to cover it. You mentioned Boba Fett. We have to talk Star Wars for just a second. Absolutely, and, and the this force is, is just, with us. Yeah, a fun two minute. I just want to wrap this up with two minutes of Star totally. Wars because I know that's so it's so so random because here on Enhanced Living we really talk about improving our lives, but. I want to say that there are so many lessons in Star Wars when you think of it uh, as far as, A, first of all, as far as I'm concerned, the Force is real and it's with us all because that is literally just the power of intention. That is the power of being able to manifest things. We use the Force when we do that. And at the end of the day, I want to know, and this <laughs> this is just a fun little random question, what is the one lesson you take from Star Wars that helps you improve your life? Before we wrap up, that's that's where sure. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna the... give you two mini answers. Okay. From the original trilogy, which I grew up with, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return mm-hmm. of the Jedi, it would have to be embrace wonder and just constantly be curious because there's so many different things that we don't know that we don't know out there. Whether and you know, I'm not talking about the universe, like even on this planet, we have mm-hmm. to explore. There's so many cool places we can go to. We have to be curious. We have to try new things. You mentioned pizza. You know, at some point in everyone's lives, they tried pizza for the first time. They, they didn't know pizza for that their entire life up until that moment. And for a lot of people, it worked out okay, and they've continued to do pizza. But what else out there is, for anybody listening, what is your favorite food right now? What if there's something else out there that you just haven't tried yet? So you have to be actively curious in life. And I, I got so much of that from the Star Wars movies as a kid and that, that wonder, that adventure, that push into the unknown. See, go exploring, see what's out there. And I want to acknowledge the sequel trilogy that was this most recent one with Kylo Ren and Rey and Poe and all these guys. They did a really nice job, and you probably noticed this when you were watching it, 
They focused on the breathing. And at the end of The Force Awakens, which was the first of the three they did, there's a scene where Rey, the, the main female character, essentially is using a lightsaber for the first time against Kylo Ren, who was a highly trained, you know, experienced person with a lightsaber. And it's very random. And she's chopping and swinging. And she hits this moment where she's kind of, you know, backed into a corner near a cliff. And she just remembers to... And it almost kind of happens in slow motion, but they did a beautiful job in the film of after she took that breath and realized that the power comes from calm, it was almost effortless. And she, you know, to use a a different character's terms, bested somebody. And it was the first time she ever held a lightsaber. So, so many times in life, we feel this, we can feel this overwhelm or there's so much going on. We just need to realize that when we come from a place of calm, just like I spoke about earlier, meeting your short-term needs so that way you can create your long-term wants, you have to come from a place of calm. And I think 2020, we've seen a lot of people coming out of scarcity and panic and just they don't feel like they have any control over their lives. But we need to breathe, take a step back and realize I can create anything I want. I just need to pick something so i knew this wasn't super a star wars but it was that was what really stood out to me was the power of breathing and they did it a lot throughout these most recent three movies of that when it was that long breath and like you could they changed the music a little bit and you could feel this power this force you know coming just from the, the power of one breath and taking that intentional breath when we're feeling that fear so again you know i'm here working in the middle of this forest and around here, the fall is starting now, so some leaves on the ground. So if anybody has ever experienced this, you can hear a squirrel running around in the leaves. It can sound like a herd of elephants. How many times are our fears like this? It could be something really small, but we envision in our heads it's this huge problem, and my life is going to be over if I say this thing or if I don't say this thing. Or, you know, if I change this, I'm going to lose all my friends. And we have these squirrels out in the woods that sound like a herd of elephants, but it's really a cute little squirrel or even a chipmunk. So embrace that wonder, embrace that adventure, move forward, try new things, pick a priority and really assess how you're using your time because that's what your life adds up to is that little dash on the, on the stone this year to this year. That dash is all the time that you had between being born and passing away. And what do you do with that time? I love it. I love it. Breathe into it. Have that wonder. Ryan, thank you so much for being with me here today. And again, thank you. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate you. And thank you so much for this time. It's been wonderful to get to know you recently. You're doing amazing things. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Enhanced Living Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, feel free to reach me directly at enhancedliving.net. Thanks for listening.